0: Hello, welcome to a further episode of Richard Herring's Death Square Theatre Podcast. This one has Sarah Kendall on it, so that should be quite good from my memory. It was a while ago we did. No, she's brilliant. Uh, if you enjoy these podcasts, why not give us a little something back? Go to gofasterstripe.com. You can buy DVDs of mine or of other people's. And all the, the, uh, that will help out Go Faster Stripe, who uh, make this production. If you buy my ones, that will help out me. Uh, Christmas is coming up. They're the perfect Christmas gift, especially we're all going to die. Give that for your grand. Uh, but also my new DVD, Lord of the Dance Settie, should be out pretty soon. And if you're really quick, we've got limited editions of Rahula Stapa, Kickstarter DVD, which uh, was given out as a prize. This is me interviewing myself, plus loads of about an hour of backstage interviews um, with uh, the guests from, I think, Series 7. So there's lots of extra stuff on there. Uh, and all the money from that one will go towards the next Series of Rahul Lesterper and filming that. So, if you want to help us out, you can buy that. I'm sure we'll do another Kickstarter as well, but that will help uh, keep the total down a bit if you buy that. Anyway, let's go and watch Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with Richard Herring and Sarah Kendall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who might be wearing a pyjama top. We can't, I can't quite work it out. He's Richard Herring. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to... You're much better than last week's audience already, because there was hardly any of them. So uh, welcome. who didn't want to see me interview myself for some reason. So uh, welcome to Rich Shane's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was actually... Um, I was at uh, Take That concert, uh, and the, uh, the young kids there, they, well, they were talking about all the teenagers at the Jack, take that concert. They called it Rahulastapa, so it's... Uh, oh, it's obviously catching on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was very nearly a film star this week because I, I was showing off beforehand. When I say very nearly, I did an audition for a film that I clearly didn't get. They, didn't, they haven't got in touch. They told me I haven't got it, but it, it filmed yesterday. So I'm, I'm guessing, I know, I'm guessing. I'm taking that as a kind of hint. Uh, I uh, tweeted uh, yesterday, uh, Twitter has gone really fucking, it's almost not worth going on Twitter. Every time I tweet something, I think, shall I tweet it, is it worth the storm of idiots who are gonna come in and not understand that that was a, clearly a joke. Uh, when the day yesterday, with the Guardian had printed a, an open letter written by a mother to a 10 year old son. I don't know if you saw, it was on Twitter. A lot, there was, a lot of people were tweeting about it. It wasn't uh, specifically naming her son, but it was complaining that he wasn't very grateful for all she'd done for him which was a bit churlish other if you if you've got kids they behave like twits and uh, i nearly said something i nearly said something really rude and then changed it to twits what's happened to me uh, <laughs> they behave like cunts uh, so uh it's <laughs> what i thought i don't know why that didn't come out uh, and you've just got to put up with it and when they're about 45 they'll go Oh, yeah, that my mum was actually trying to be nice to me. Now I get it. Uh, So I tweeted, open letter to my eight-month-old daughter, stop shitting yourself. It's undignified and disrespectful. I don't mind, but come on. Uh, And, uh, you know, I sort of assumed... I thought, well, Plumpy won't get the reference to that, and they might be a bit confused, but they surely they'll know I'm a comedian and also that that's clearly a joke because my daughter's eight months old. It's not really much point in writing an open letter to her. She isn't even on Twitter, even if she could read. Um, it's. Uh, I got. Uh, I've just gone down a bit, but there was. Uh, let me see if I can find it. There was some really uh, stupid uh, responses uh, on here. Damn, it's moved. Uh, and uh, uh, someone said uh, the first person actually came on and said, "To quote John McEnroe, you cannot be serious." Uh, <laughs> which kind of sort of just shows how stupid they are that they think that's worth saying. But also, I I tweet back saying, no, no, I'm I'm not. I'm not serious. It's it's, it's a joke my daughter can't read. And she's she's probably going to shit herself. Uh, uh, Someone else said, do you think, I know this is a joke, but do you think it could lead to serious issues in future life? No, I don't think it could. I mean, in fact, what's... People getting really angry We go, come on, she's eight months old, give her a bit more time and then maybe she will... People genuine. I mean, how stupid are people... Do you get to the stage where you just think, oh, maybe I'll just check the context of this and just maybe... L- I'll have her just step back and think for a second. They're just waiting. So I'm kind of furious about that. Uh, but uh, look, we're going to crack on because we've got uh, lots to get in today uh, and uh, two fantastic guests. I mean, sorry, just one guest and then next week we'll have another fantastic <laughs> guest for next week, obviously. Uh, and um, our first guest today is probably best known uh for her appearance on the sketch show Beehive. Beehive. That's why we're all here to find yeah to find out all about Beehive. It's Sarah Kendall, ladies and gentlemen. This is here? Sarah Kendall from Beehive. It's from Beehive. <laughs> That's all right. Sit down. I won't kiss you, I'm a bit That's ill. Cr- <laughs>
1: Oh, look how excited they are. Look at their excited little faces. They were, they were so amazed I know. to know it was going to be you. That I they pity couldn't... the next act. <laughs> they're so fucking excited to see me. They couldn't even... Everyone's already looking at their watches like, <laughs> how long... Eddie's here when? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, you know.
0: What do you remember about Beehive? We'll get out of the way.
1: <laughs> Why'd you do that? I remember it just... Uh, nobody watched it.
0: Oh... I watched one of them. One of them. <laughs> That's about yeah. you my friend.
1: It was a bit of a catastrophe, I Aww. guess. I don't know. I mean, it was a
0: while ago. What was? It? it was on like BBC Three <laughs> or something. It was it? Was like E4. A, E4, same thing. It's worse. <laughs> You're not going to get on again with that attitude. <laughs> I know. Oh God,
1: don't skate dip. Yeah. Does it just? Be, does anyone know what he's talking
0: about? The, the sketch show.
1: It's not a single does, that, person. That man does
0: their, That man went, yeah. I and just. he's
1: sliding down
0: in his <laughs> chair.
1: You see, the body language was like... It was like he didn't want to... Uh, yeah, I kind of... Yes, I... Yeah. But did, you you were, like
0: it? did you like it? Did you like Beehive? That is exactly... That, exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was like... <laughs> this, yeah. that, I mean, you couldn't just say, yeah. Just, just... You can yeah. just go, yes, I liked it. Just not lie. Even, you couldn't <laughs> just lie. Not even in front
1: of 400 people <laughs> to cut me some slack. <laughs> no.
0: It was all right. There was good people in it. And you were in it as well. Oh,
1: fuck off, Richard. <laughs> it's a terrible start.
0: It is. I always do that. I always do you? Do, yeah, I always do that. Don't
1: yeah, right. Okay. Uh, are you so going to do that to Eddie? I am going to do it to Eddie. What, uh, what do you exactly want to know, wanna you know gonna... what he's
0: going to be? Uh, yeah, go on. Reapy cheat from the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> so watch out for that. That's what he was best it's known not. for. <laughs> Still better than Beehive. It's better than be- I know, I was going to say. I'd- I think it's a bit controversial because he didn't do the next uh, Chronicles of Narnia, so it could what be. What do a you difficult- think happened? I think Simon Pegg took over the role. Do you? Yeah, so we're going to try and find out. But it Flush might, him out. It yeah. might actually. He might walk off because of the reapy chief. Be, might, there might be some awful story Have behind it. Have you them. ever had someone walk off? No. Uh, uh, Steve Merchant, nearly. but it's, uh, Really? I mean, he walked off at the end. Slightly grumpy, though. Walked off quite fast at the end. Really? Yeah. What did you Oh, you know, just. <laughs> just you. you I've want... a conglomeration of things like. <laughs> I thought he was understanding we're a joke. You know, so I'm only joking. Later. But it's
1: kind of weird because I feel like I know you well but yes. I, and I will say stuff and open up more than I possibly should. <laughs> okay. because, but I do forget that there's like a whole ton of people. I frequently do this. I forget, yeah. oh, this is being recorded and yeah. stuff.
0: Well, uh, so do I. That's the pro- That was the problem with really? Stephen Merchant probably. So, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. We can always cut stuff out after. That's why it's good for the people here. Because yeah. there's always a... So, uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, so, well, no, you are—you uh, uh, are so funny. I have to say, I've been watching oh, you. Oh, thank you. You Richard. really are. You're a fantastic stand-up. That's people, so nice Some of you, people Richard. may not be aware of you, such as the woman who works upstairs at the box office who wouldn't let you in. Yeah, today. that's the
1: interesting. <laughs> That's the uh, the interesting thing with my career. The longer I do it, the more obscure I become. Yeah. Like, when I first started, I never had any trouble getting into venues. And now I have to, like, go, no, I promise I'm on the show. I, I know Richard. And they, they go, we just have to call downstairs just to make sure. But this happens, like, at every yeah. every venue that I go to perform at. They go, and what tickets were your name under? And I'm like, no, I'm on the bill. I'm Sarah.
0: It still happens to me as well, I have to say, a lot. Really? Yeah, when I go and do gigs, I've loads of times you get... It's like there'll be a doorman or something. You go. And I, I would usually just walk through and they'll go, sorry, where's your ticket? And I'll say, I don't need one. Yeah. And they'll go, well, you do need one, sir. You do need one to see <laughs> oh, sorry, the and Harry
1: You can't just walk in <laughs> off the street.
0: And so then you've committed to that. Yeah. You can't really go, because I am the... But
1: you know, it's hurtful. I already know the venue staff here because I did a season of previews here like a year ago. So it's not even like my first time here. Or I go, oh, you're probably not... I have to go, no, remember, we met. I chatted to you like for like half an hour
0: it's because you're so glamorous on stage and, and, you know, when you're in... (laughs) In it on incognito, because yeah. you, know, you have to bit, bit ugly offstage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's this ugly You're bitch? She no. can't work in yeah. theatre.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, were nom- so you've been doing stand-up for a long time. A fucking long, a long time, time, Richard. Too ages. long. Way uh, too long. And you got nominated this year for the Edinburgh Award in Edinburgh.
1: Like the Edinburgh Award in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah which you get approved. for doing the Edinburgh. Someone yeah.
0: wooed. That's and you've good. been nominated for that before as well. Eleven years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big like. You know, when the nominations came out, they're going, and when was the this is 11 years between nominations. That's a long time, isn't it? Is that the longest? And I was like, yeah. And even that kind of made it a bitter pill. I don't enjoy anything. That's my problem. I just And you make it worse because you hate everything as well. I
0: do. Well, I, I kind of hate the awards. The, the awards are kind of a bit silly in a way. Like oh, yeah. Tom Parry this year was, uh, was yeah, newcomer. Best Newcomer. Yeah. He's been coming to Edinburgh since about yeah. 1997. So yeah. if you've been working in a yeah. group, you're allowed to be a Best Newcomer but that's sort of slightly stupid.
1: But also, uh, there is that thing where there is no, like, the idea that there is this empirically correct shortlist (laughs) where it is, uh, yeah, those are the absolute, the best shows at the festival. There's just no such thing. So it just comes down to what the panel go with that particular year. But
0: it's good if you get nominated. It's It's fucking nice. I mean, it
1: is. I mean, I say that, but it's nice, but, you know. That's
0: two more times than I've been nominated.
1: Yeah, but look how many people are turning up. You don't have to fight with the venue staff to get in. Not not anymore. It took
0: me a while. My most of these people weren't here last week when I interviewed myself. In fact, most of these people have come to see someone who isn't even on today. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so this
1: is so good for our ego. <laughs> who are they? How come you're selling so well? I don't mean to be rude. There are so many people in this room, and it's a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that's extraordinary. You do it so well. I think so it's well. mainly down.
0: It's mainly down to me. I think it's mainly. <laughs> Popularity, well, it is my own down to popularity. It is. Well, if I didn't do it, sometimes people go on, as we were talking about YouTube, and people comment and go, I, I like these interviews, but I don't like Richard Herring. He is not funny. You kind of go, yeah, that's fine. Fair enough. Oh. But. You know, if I wasn't here doing them, they wouldn't be here. So, you know, at least I'd foreseeably say, oh, thank you for facilitating. I hate
1: you, but thank you for bringing this person (laughs) along to your awful show. But that's... uh, I mean, you were talking about the tweets and stuff. I I mean, you take it really well by the sounds of things. If you get a nasty tweet, you...
0: you I just think it's... I think that's... It's funny when you've got to be careful on Twitter I think as a as when you're tweeting about something else yeah. because if you uh, get the wrong end of the stick like that you look yeah. stupid so yeah. that, so it's, it's uh, now it, when it started I would just tweet everything that came into my head I think oh that's funny I'd tweet yeah. and it wouldn't matter because no one cared yeah. but now I think very carefully about everything and discard most of my tweets because I think it's not worth the hassle yeah. but it'd be good if the, everyone else did that as well <laughs> yeah. rather than yeah. think f- how can I'm that man so say angry. a baby isn't allowed to shit itself? I'm so angry <laughs> yeah. with that He's a, he cannot be serious yeah Yeah, uh, I
1: love that. As John McEnroe would say, (laughs) "What a great." As As John McEnroe said, you cannot. I mean, there's just. But any time I tweet something, I lose followers. Like, if I do, like, news quiz or the Now Show, you know, I'll pick up maybe 10 or 15 followers. And then if I just tweet something that I think is, like, amusing, I just hemorrhage followers. It's like people accidentally follow me and go, oh, this is a fucking idiot I followed, as soon as I voice an opinion. I tweeted something about the nutty professor. Which I watched last night and I enjoyed it. The original
0: it. or the Eddie Murphy mis- No, the Eddie Murphy okay, reboot yeah. Yeah. with the
1: farting and you know, yeah. and I, I tweeted that I'd enjoyed it and <laughs> just lost <laughs> like 11 followers. because I
0: can't follow someone who enjoyed
1: The Nutty the Professor. The Nutty
0: Professor.
1: But I think, there. why did they follow? Who did they think I was in the first place? That when I, like you would know that I would like The Nutty Professor because I like farts. Yeah. Like I do find farts amusing. Why
0: not? Right. He doesn't?
1: OK. But, yeah, the fact that someone would go oh, unfollow, I can't...
0: <laughs> well, I just love the part... It's my favourite thing is when they tell you they're unfollowing. That's have you been
1: told? Yeah, yeah, yeah never, people just I just...
0: say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't... You know, they've been following you for years, they've yeah. seen all the shit that I tweet, <laughs> they've got waded through all of that, and they go, no, I'm sorry, I can't, I will have to unfollow I'm drawing you now. the line And now, you Richard. kind of go, yes, yeah, all right, you don't need to don't need to tell me individually, it's okay. I'm not that bothered. Is there a
1: demographic of person who reacts badly to you?
0: Well, it's sort of weird with Twitter because people choose to follow you so yeah, that's right. so that's, uh, you know so it's odd that someone would follow you especially for a while yeah. and then be upset by <laughs> anything you've because I say yeah. lots of upsetting stuff on yeah. there so it'd be weird but I find that a little bit with a gig you know you're doing a gig yeah. and you do lots of offensive stuff and then you'll do a joke <laughs> no, and I someone don't. will go no that joke affects me yeah, you know, that's right. about that's yeah. from my life that's you go what right, about yeah. the other jokes I just did about yeah. no that was alright because well, I wasn't in those yeah. so <laughs> the world has become um, the world has become... Everyone, is, you know, starts yeah. to see themselves. Uh, and I this this is actually... Uh, I talk about time travel and alternate universes a lot. But I think people generally see themselves as the centre of the universe. Yeah. And that everything's created for them. But isn't that So th- they feel the need to go, oh, you had a guest on who I don't like. Have yeah. the hundred podcasts, one of them I didn't like, go... Yeah, it's not just for you. So just just yeah. Yeah. just skip that one, or watch it and see if you like them. So people get upset about that. Yeah. It's in the same way. So this, this week they were talking about um, would you travel back in time to kill Hitler as a baby? This was a big internet.
1: That's the question, which sure. yeah, which is right.
0: and everyone's going well. If you did that, then things might turn out differently. Things might. But nobody thinks if you went back and killed Hitler, the whole of history would be different, and mm. you wouldn't exist. That's right. So regardless of, I can
1: say I can say it with absolute certainty yeah. that because my uh, grandmother's first husband was in a boat that got torpedoed. By uh, Japanese off uh, the coast of Australia, and that was. Uh, so there you go. So there you go.
0: But even so, every
1: you know, it just changed. I, that wasn't a funny anecdote. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't telling that like this is going to fucking slay I him because things think, are getting a bit serious now. I'll lighten the mood with the dead, the dead I submarine submariner.
0: That, like, <laughs> I, I think you were saying I bet you can't beat me in my my tragic story of lost my friend.
1: I don't think it's that. Tr- okay, well, I, I yeah. mean, I never met him. Okay. It's a sad story, yeah. but I, I don't I don't get upset when I tell it. I go I um. Lost a you know. relative. <laughs> um, back in World War II. You, Submarines, you, like...
0: You can't go on, who do you think you are, if you don't do that So You've got to oh, be... Really, you that, be going, it's the oh, so a guy, what, from 300 years ago <laughs> who probably about 5 million people are related to now because such... <laughs> but I am one of those people. And he died. But, you know, if he, he, he probably would have died by now anyway. <laughs> And if he hadn't died, I would know. Because if you change anything, change one little thing and everything will ultimately change. But change a big thing. I know. Like I've seen world, Back to the Future. The world, I know how it works. Back to the Future does you not... go back, back with the, the sports, sports almanac we, and it
1: gets into the wrong hands. See, that doesn't
0: work. If you go to... that, if Right, Back to the Future. Yeah. That's a very good example. A, Back to the Future. I watched it again this week because yeah. it was my wife's birthday. She, this was born, week? she was born on October the 21st, so we watched it uh, on October the 21st. Not
1: 1985.
0: Uh, she would No, she wasn't born in 1985. She
1: was... <laughs> I was about to say, don't you dare say, because 1985 <laughs> is when she was born. I was going to that's not a good anecdote. Richard. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> uh,
0: 1987, and uh, she. Uh... Cool. <laughs> 1997. 19... Yeah. We nearly got to the point where it's actually legal to have sex with someone born in the 21st century, and I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah. Uh, so. Because uh... at least finally, I won't uh, be committing a crime. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In one more year, you're not a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but Back to the Future doesn't know what it's doing. It's stupid, right? That's so no, let's say okay. I'll take you through this because I'm annoyed. <laughs> it's a good film, but the time travel because it implies that by travelling back to, in time, yeah. uh, and then Marty changes stuff. A, if he changed any little thing, it would change yeah. everything anyway. So yeah. that's all fucked up in any case. Yep. But he goes back in an early scene. The black guy who's going to be the mayor is mm-hmm. sweeping the floor, yep. and then he goes, "Oh, you're the guy. You're going to be the mayor." And he goes, "Oh, mayor? Yeah, I never thought of that. I'll be the mayor." But yeah. But in the reality we've just been in he is he's becoming the mayor so he yeah. has thought of it the implication is that Marty has mm. made him think that yeah. but he's gone back to a different react, change reality and then so it doesn't work. But maybe
1: this is the, the multiverse idea that doesn't he's work. It doesn't dead, work
0: within the logic of this. Also, if Biff went back with the sports almanac and won, yeah. the minute he's betted on the first race and won, yeah. the whole of history changes. Yeah. So all the rest of the book is useless.
1: Yeah. That's such a shame because yeah. I feel like that's a movie that's done quite well.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and it's being based on a, <laughs> how, a, a fragile house of lies. It is. I'm so, yeah.
0: Well, you know, so, and to, to, if. They start disappearing in the f- It's a different time. They, they're very yeah. confused.
1: Well, yeah, and he would, you know, the, when he sort of sees his hand, yeah. like during uh, the Chuck Berry song. Yeah. And um, it, it, it wouldn't have
0: happened it like that. It wouldn't like that. It's not an accurate no. film. No.
1: No.
0: <laughs> no I'm glad we've we decided that. <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. So, what was your uh, what was your award-winning show about? You've done two the last two shows which I haven't seen. I have seen a lot of your shows. But yes, you have. Seen, and we 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 we
1: flattered together. We've for stayed in quite a, flat a for a times. few times
0: in the flat in Edinburgh we stayed in it was you and your now husband and yep. Lucy Porter and Justin Edwards are now husband that's right and me and my wife would that's right so we all got married and had babies together all yeah. on the same night yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great as wild <laughs>
1: yeah. but I remember uh, I yeah the, 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 the thing the last time we lived together that was about 2007 no yeah God. I know again um but yes i uh yes so uh, this year's show was called a day in october and i've sort of been moving away from doing just straight stand-up shows i've been doing stories and doing an hour-long narrative um uh, and so this show was the second of a a kind of um teenage stories uh where it is an hour-long story and it was about a boy who who died and came back to life
0: yes is it a true story
1: don't think that's important (laughs) I don't think it matters Uh, it's got it's got elements of truth but you know it is about you know rewriting and it was a hard show to do each night because like you know there was a point in the show where you know this kid would die and you know and it it was an exhausting show like I actually got quite upset towards the end and it was kind of really the wear and tear of it which sounds really wanky like whenever (laughs) actors you know actors talk about how upset they get you know I always thought fuck off but then, (laughs) then I actually did a show that required me to go to a fairly, you know sad place each yeah. night and it did gradually kind of wear me down over the, like a, it uh, the sadness did kind of creep in like it, it's 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 a horrible it's not a nice place to go to each no. night
0: but it's interesting because i think, you know again you've been doing stand up for like 15 13 15, 15 years, years. Yeah. yeah i mean so and so i think it's interesting when you do stand up over that length of time how it changes and what yeah. you're doing changes and
1: you have to change as well like yeah. you can't just keep on doing the same thing yeah. can you richard <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at talking cock. Cock. There's a cock.
0: Talking cock. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of humour in cocks.
1: There's tons but of humour. I do in a cocks. lot of,
0: you know, I, as I got older, I do more serious stories about cocks that are, <laughs> that are diseased or, you know.
1: Yeah. Diseased or serious
0: That's Weeping, you know, like a, a weeping, weeping cock. cock. And then yep. I go, yeah, and then his cock, gets started. It's yeah. not funny. There's some <laughs> pus. Some pus started coming out of the end of it. It's not funny. It's a serious. It's because it's got a cock a in really it. Doesn't mean it's show,
1: a really sad show. A really sad show about an infected penis. <laughs> yeah. Richard Herring. Yeah. And um, we're going to be dropping the jokes for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a serious issue.
0: We yeah. should do, but that, you know, I that think that's because well, there was. There, you did a thing in the Guardian where you talked about an old routine you used to do about a, a, hor- a kind of horrible heckle yeah, right. you had. Yeah, yeah. Where a guy was, you know, threatening you. Yeah, and, well, he, and you he turned stood it up. into comedian.
1: Yeah, right. He did this. Uh, this was a, a gig when I was. Oh, I might have been about twelve or twelve years ago, and uh, it was a really rough uh, club. And uh, this guy, uh, sh- he heckled during the show. If you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to come up there and fuck you in the ass. Right. And, see, so right, now that's the appropriate... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the whole thing spiralled out of control, you know, like I did this kind of, oh, yeah, fucking oh, come on. And then he, like, rushed the stage and, you know, he got removed from the venue. And I I, I stopped performing for, like, a month after it. I was really frightened. Um, and the whole thing had really uh, affected me. And and the, the idea that what we do... Because, you know, we're here just talking into a microphone saying whatever comes into our head, and sometimes you go, fuck, there's, like, a serious consequence. Sometimes... Yeah. You say it to the wrong person, or what you think is appropriate isn't whatever. Uh, and I I, 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 ended up doing this big routine about this this heckle, um, and I kind of made it. It became like a funny routine that I, you know, I would talk about the event and about what happened. And I stopped doing that piece of material because it it kind of felt like. Um, In a way, I was making mockery of the seriousness of it. Because I got away unscathed, I then told this, oh, my God, this thing happened. And I totally betrayed the seriousness of it. And the seriousness was that I was petrified, security got involved, he should never have done it in the first place. And I found that telling that routine, like, you know, in in sort of boozy Saturday night clubs, the thing that was really worrying was what I'd, I'd tell the anecdote, you know, this guy stood up and shouted, I'm gonna come over there and fuck you in the ass. And I get a fucking huge laugh. And it felt like I was sort of complicit in sort of going, ah, yeah, I mean, shit like that happens, right? Like it wasn't, it didn't have this feel of, wow, that was a really, what a, what a frightening thing to say yeah. to a, well, well, then I was like <clears throat> 25, maybe? You know, and, and I, I stopped doing that routine. So I kind of, it's really weird when you think, you know, I'm not responsible for why people are laughing. But I felt like I was giving out these cues that it was that it, it, it wasn't as serious as it was. Yeah,
0: sure. I mean, it's interesting the way definitely... Um, I think comedy's changed and audiences have changed and I think that, yeah. you know, that, that's interesting. The response there was immediately yeah. like, oh, no, that's not on, which I right. think uh, five years ago it wouldn't have been. But you've, got, mean, you've got a good audience. We had, a, they are, I nice.
1: totally underestimated yeah. what, your, what your audience would be capable of. Um,
0: <laughs> they don't know that you can have sex with someone in the arse. Is, 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 <laughs> they're just. Going,
1: They've gone quiet because they're trying it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's quietly trying it with the person next to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but I mean, but in a sense, the routine was, uh, you know, you could argue it was empowering in, as well, couldn't you? That you were taking control of that exactly. awful situation. So, exactly. And I, I mean, it's still, of, a, it's still a very funny routine.
1: But that's exactly... I, I felt I this real point. conundrum because yeah. I kind of felt like, as a stand-up, all you can really do is talk about what you experience. You know, like that's... We process the world and, you know, and that was an experience that really affected me. But I don't... I, I don't think when I talked about it that I actually went, oh, and I was really frightened yeah. and I was in a very vulnerable p- position because then it's not funny anymore. Then then it becomes a, a scary story. But I kind of felt like, in a way, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't showing solidarity with the people for whom something like that had led to a terrible thing. No. And there was intent. This guy, was. he was hammered. He thought it was okay. He was intimidating. And I just I, I' the whole routine just started to sit very uncomfortably with me, yeah. we, but then I don't know, and I, I can see the argument both ways. I can say it, well, you know, I took an experience that was horrible and I made it funny, and i owned I owned that experience. Yeah. But then it just—it it felt so uncomfortable because I couldn't predict what people were laughing at. I couldn't predict where the laugh was going to come when I told that story.
0: No, I, it is good when you have those. Uh, I, in my current show, I do at the beginning. I do a joke talking about my wife giving birth, and then say, and, and then I say, Robbie Williams uh, said when his his wife gave birth, it was like watching his favourite pub burn down, which. <laughs> But that yeah. gets a massive laugh, and I, yeah. I then want to talk, discuss about why yeah. that's a weird metaphor to how yeah. you would see your wife being like a, your favourite pub. pub, and what does, that say, about? Yeah. <laughs> what does that say? Your wife's vagina is like it? a
1: pub that's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I've had two children, <laughs> and I can't describe. The experience as being anything like
0: well, and just being a a spectator at the event was that was not how I felt. How
1: did you? I've I've never. How did you? How did you go?
0: (laughs) How were you (laughs) you with the whole experience? Well, I, I. It was. Really, so I was really uh, disturbed by seeing my wife in yeah. so much pain all the way through, <laughs> yeah. and being, and re- It was really horrific. So I, felt I as much as it, a lot of it was great. Yeah. I mean, I do talk about this in my show, yeah. but a lot. It's great to uh, get, you know. I, I, but you're worrying about you're thinking, well, will I recognise this baby? Will I understand? Will there be a connection? And it was so horrific. All of it was so. And she had not a, a very complicated birth, but yeah. there was a few bits and pieces, and uh, I'm, my baby was just crying as it came out, screaming as she yeah. came out, yeah. and she's all squashed up, and she had mm. been twisted round. They look awful. And they and look they terrible, yeah. and uh, it's like it was a pretty horrific start to finish uh, <laughs> yeah. disaster, so until about two hours later, mm. I was quite but shaken also, up by it. But
1: I, I, I feel bad, because there is, there is absolutely nothing that the man can do, no. like, other than smooth your hair and go, you're doing really well, <laughs> get your fucking hands off me, <laughs> don't me you know because it's you you know you're in this really like this you know uh, primordial state like i yeah. the never you know you sort of walk around and you have thoughts and opinions and you get dressed <laughs> and you have an espresso and then I'm on the ground screaming shitting into a cup <laughs> yeah. I've just lined you up for a joke there, Richard. <laughs> Um, you know and, and the pain was excruciating I f- I, it was so painful I don't, you know I never I never say this to women who are pregnant but I'm like it hurt it hurt more than anything I can ever describe I, I was in so much pain I wanted to rip my face off <laughs> I was, and it was like hours of it it yeah. was hours of unendurable pain and I was like ah and pissing everywhere it was just yeah. fucked I fucking hated it <laughs> you know and amongst it my lovely husband's like yeah. you're doing so well <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a goddess.
0: Oh. Your sound. I'm glad I wasn't at you. it have been weird if I'd been at yours, though, wouldn't it? <laughs>
1: <What> <laughs> de- <laughs> I liked it. I would have fucking loved it. I actually, that would have been possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also, you get people co- like that's the thing. You know, you got your legs up in stairs, yeah. and you know, three people walk in and have a look, and they'll they'll talk to each other and go.
0: And then walk out, and you're like, what? <laughs> It's it's very worrying when there's just when the head is just the head crowning. is out. The crowning, yeah. That hurts. But Ooh. it's, I couldn't, I actually couldn't um, process what I was seeing. Yeah. I generally couldn't. My yeah. mom, I just, I looked three times and it looked different every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought my baby had like a tiny head and then I thought she had a massive head. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but then it it's the, an oblong head. Yeah, it was just sort of, yeah. and she was screaming and yeah. it didn't it real. I say, I say in the show, it's like, it looked like uh, the special effects are about as good as the original Total Recall. It did, yeah, did, right, it, I know exactly did, what do, you mean. It just doesn't yeah. look like a real,
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Real thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm still, I'm not convinced she is real. I mean, it's, it kind of, I'm trying to get difficult to get my head around having a baby. She's eight months old now, so I should have got used to it, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it'll kick in eventually. <laughs> Every
0: now and then I go, oh, yeah.
1: And then you'll stop it with those awful tweets. Those <laughs> sensitive tweets. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. Someone got upset about that. <laughs> A message to my eight-month-old, that's really insensitive.
0: Yeah. Go on. I will carry on. I'll, I'll ask you some uh, emergency questions. Okay. I think it's going very well. We don't really need to do this, but I will. I've got some new ones, so I'm very excited about them. Um, oh, that's someone else's one. Hold on. Um, do, why do elephants have such low rates of cancer? <laughs> I like it because it sounds like a sort of setup to a joke, but it is. It, it's it no. Is, no, it's not I want to know your gender. Why f-
1: they have such low rates of got cancer. Very, they've only
0: got... Compared to humans, who have 25% uh, rates of cancer. In we humans.
1: have 20... What do you mean? Like one in, one four, in four people p- yeah, will, will get, get cancer. cancer
0: yeah. uh, hey,
1: guys, sobering.
0: Only 5% of elephants get cancer. So, you know...
1: But can they check elephants as frequently as they check humans? It's difficult. Like an elephant can't. It's really difficult to do their testicles. (laughs) Right. An elephant can't say, I don't feel right. I'm not not feeling. So you're saying
0: there's a lot of cancer ridden elephants out there we just don't know? I'm saying there's
1: probably more than we know of because an elephant can't go, seriously, I think there's something wrong with me. Whereas a human can communicate through language. Maybe the stats are unreliable. (laughs) 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 Woo! I've got feeling in my testicle. I'm not weighing in on this. I'm not weighing in on this. Okay. I'm not joining in. I'm too frightened of the backlash.
0: <laughs>
1: but with uh, that... I mean, that sounds reasonable to me.
0: It's because uh, they have 20 TP53 genes uh, compared to the humans' one. That is the answer. You didn't know. You re- so, hey, I was um, going to
1: figure that out. I'm, I was going to nut that out. I on just my... thought you
0: might know. No, I did But I was interested to know, because some people think maybe it would be because uh, they die earlier. They don't you know human beings live longer. That's. They don't smoke. The human beings smoke. Yeah.
1: Um, did you know elephants don't smoke? I mean, I didn't. just because you haven't seen a they'd picture of an it would be good if they did. It would be amazing. Down. Big stogie at the end of the... Smoke out the ears. But the... You just uh, haven't seen an elephant smoke.
0: No. Um, I haven't. No. Okay, I'll ask you a proper one. Is sex with a ghost cheating? <laughs> yeah, if you have sex. Are you referring to the film ghost? <laughs> no. I'm referring if you had sex with a ghost and yeah. you're married you, to someone you, else. You,
1: all right. Are you technically? Would you uh, would affair? you
0: be cheating on your partner, or is it okay?
1: Hmm. I'd say, yeah, that's cheating. Yeah. Uh, do you have feelings for the ghost or is it like a one-night stand with a <laughs> ghost? Is this a ghost like the ghost in Mrs Muir where there's been like a continuing relationship over time where you go, I can't deny how I feel for you
0: anymore? No, it's Or not. it's
1: just a ghost has come out of the it's cupboard. It's a ghost. As a you know, sometimes ghosts come out. Yeah, and yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. how
0: like ghosts come out. And they just come out and you're yeah. asleep when they start having sex with you. On top of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially they're... Taken advantage of you, but then if you are into it and you're in, and don't go, Hey, get off, ghost. I'm married, (laughs) I have an eight month old child. (laughs) Right. If if the ghost says, You know, I'll carry on, is that you then?
1: What if you don't orgasm? What if you get halfway Ooh. through it and then push the ghost off and go, I can't do this? It's
0: difficult with a ghost because of the lack of friction, I guess. That it would be harder to yeah. orgasm because it's just a sort but of thing. But it will be thing. happening
1: in your mind because you're, you're obviously <laughs> mentally ill for okay. this to be happening in the first
0: place. Yeah.
1: So for a mentally ill person, yeah. they're not going, this isn't even happening. <laughs> They'd be going, oh, I'm fucking a ghost and yeah. I love it. I'm loving have, this.
0: Have you ever seen a ghost? Have I ever Say, seen a ghost? Have yeah. <laughs> you ever seen a ghost? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Richard. Have you? What?
0: happened? It was happened?
1: really, it was really frightening. <laughs> um, I'm just doing that improv thing where you meant to say yes,
0: because yeah. uh,
1: people do improv courses now, and that's a big, a big yes. part of it. You don't shut the person down and go no. All no. right, yes. I had it's it. more
0: than that though. You know, improv. You're not meant you're to it out loud. say Hey, you can't just I say yes. I have to yes, say I yes have. to this. Yes, I have. Mm, that's all I'm going to tell you about. All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I have. It's. Um, I have. Maybe, I've never, I have got a spooky story that comes from a very good authority. Okay. And it's someone who I don't think would make, you know when someone goes, oh, I've got a scary, st-, you know, a story that's a bit unexplainable.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it was a baby monitor thing.
0: Oh yeah, I'm terrified of my baby monitor.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oh, I am, I think it's really the scariest thing in the they world.
1: They make, and they, yeah. And also the thing that I find really frightening, like, you know, a child laughing is like a beautiful sound, child laughing in its sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And my kid sometimes laughs in her sleep and it scares the shit out of me. (laughs) And it's like this kind of... (laughs) 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 What what can she see? Uh, but th- this person, um, it, they said that um, when their kid was getting the scans, you know, like the antenatal scans, oh, yeah. uh, they called their kid Bobble because the, the number on it was like 808873 or something. It looked like Mate. Bobble, so they called okay. it Bobble. And uh, then when she was born, they had the baby monitors and stuff. And they were in a house somewhere, like in... Uh, it was like a, it was an old house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were watching telly one night and they had the baby monitor on and then they just heard a, a, a soft voice going... Bobo. <laughs> 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 And they were on their own. They were middle yeah. of nowhere, old house, middle of nowhere kind of thing. And they—they they are both sane people. They aren't yeah. people you go. Mm-hmm. And they
0: both heard it
1: the, during our coke binge. We heard this. <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't. It, they're very sane, normal people. Uh, yeah, and they just heard this bubble. And they yeah. said it, it sounded—it sounded like an adult voice. Yeah. And they ran up into the room because they thought, "Fuck, there's an intruder." And it was just, yeah. You
0: know, yeah, what kind of intruder would that be if you kept broke... I'm going to break into that... People. I'm going to find out what mm. nickname they have for their baby. They're going to break into the house and say no, in I a think, scary way. I boy. don't think they run, go- run away. And then run away. Fucking great. I will find
1: the antenatal scans, <laughs> get the number of the scan and turn it into a word... <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. they're scary those monitors I think I might have mentioned this before but it's uh, like my one it, for a sec when you turn it on for a second it shows you the image the previous last image when it was on Ooh. so for a second when it comes on uh. well the, the you know your baby's in the cot and then you <laughs> turn the monitor on and there's an empty cot and you go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then the baby appears but they're say it's yeah. terrifying
1: yeah it's a horrible feeling when you think you've <laughs> misplaced your yeah. baby
0: well just sometimes that happens you go you, go, oh, you see it and they, yeah. go, oh, and they go oh of course she's yeah. up and my wife's got her out there. Yeah. but sometimes that's yeah it's, it's horrible having a baby don't do it it's hard from it's start not, to you, finish all you do is worry you, what, no. you have a horrible time when it comes out uh, and if you were if you were the prime minister would you use nuclear weapons yeah cool
1: <laughs> fucking all the time any disagreement, yeah. I would instantly raise the stakes. Yeah, I think it'd be in, I'd, I'd like be on FaceTime it. with my finger on the button, going, "Really, <laughs> really?" With other countries that didn't have nuclear weapons, it's obviously, you mean, don't want to do it if they can do it. Well, but I think,
0: like, if you don't ever use them, people go, "Yeah, then they're, they're not serious about it." I think if you if you get in, you got send one off <laughs> just to show just Somewhere. to show them I'm serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> so don't mess with I don't mess want to do with this. I'm not
1: going to want to do it again. But I want you to know I can.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good. Would uh, you?
1: All right, well, let's, let's I will, turn I think, the
0: tables, Richard I think Heron. I would send them all off straight away. And I, I genuinely think if you sent them all off, I think the other side would have to be a dick to bomb you back. <laughs> Why? Because they'd destroy the world, wouldn't they? Because they're, they're there as a deterrent. Yeah. So if that deterrent doesn't work, I think if the, if the bombs are coming over, you have to go, well played. <laughs>
1: as in a poker well, you've game well
0: you won yeah it's like a game of it's chess you've won the game of chess you've gone, you're right. yeah. you sent oh. them my over if I, you know it's just churlish to send them back and it's like going oh because you've done oh, I hate it. you I'm back I hate you too so I'm going to destroy the whole world and yeah. go okay well we'll all be wiped out but yeah. you carry on the human race over there
1: it's something that people uh, of, of your age yeah. talk about the, th- the threads that was a yeah. real yeah yeah, right. That was a formative trauma, uh, like a because a, uh, the one in Australia, we saw uh, an American production that I think m- must have been like they took the idea of threads and, mm. and it it's called the the day after, mm. and it had and I remember because my babysitter would let me stay up and watch television. She didn't like. <laughs> getting involved in any sort of discipline and uh, I saw that Steve Gutenberg was in it and I was really yeah. excited because it was the guy from Police Academy I was like oh the guy from Police Academy is on television, he's going to be awesome <laughs> And it was this, this, and it had Jason Robards and Ali Sheedy, also oh. from like Breakfast Club. And yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's the woman from the Breakfast Club. The guy from Police Academy is going to be amazing. And it was just this story about a family in Kansas and the day the atomic bomb goes off and all the and the aftermath. And yeah. it was it was, at the end, there was this big spiel about how this was an appeal to, to, to world leaders to, to 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 disarm and stuff. And yeah. uh, the, I hear the same, you know, about. Well, threats. I was
0: I was terrified. I think in the eighties we were really terrified. Seventies and eighties. Uh, just I assume nuclear war was going to happen. It yeah. must have been worse in 1963, but when, when, or 62, when the, it nearly did happen. But um, I, you know, I'd, I'd see like a tra- I'd see a plane going over with the trail of smoke coming out, and I think that's a nuclear bomb. Really? Yeah. I just was conv- just we convinced it's going to. I think it's scarier now because you know they definitely will get used. Do you reckon? In our lifetime, definitely. Do you think yeah. so?
1: Well, I've just well, grown up with this kind of uh, <laughs> mutually assured destruction. Well, but it does
0: that's irrelevant now, isn't it? Why? Because it's because the people well, a lot of the people who are enemies quite want to wipe out the world anyway that's true and if they can get hold of a nuclear weapon they will definitely use it and there's no we can't fire back at them because they don't live anywhere specific so we're fucked <laughs> also just what it's like gun it's like having, having a gun in your house yeah and the chances I've got are the gun two. well the gun will probably be turned on you by a burglar or you know one of your family <laughs> at some point that's what I sort of feel about nuclear weapons. If we got them, they probably will just go wrong and blow us up ourselves. Yeah. Which they nearly have a lot. If you, if you look into it, there's been loads of times when nuclear weapons. don't want to bring everyone down. No. Uh, but there's I been love loads it, of times. Just enjoy your life while you've got it because it's definitely going to happen in your, in your lifetime. Some of the younger ones, not new. You'll be fine, Andy. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: I kind of feel like. Do you know what, though? I kind of feel like even if the bomb did go off, I kind of think, eh, well. You know, I'm going to be 40 next year. I'm nearly halfway through anyway. Mm. So from a personal perspective, part of me kind of thinks, oh, well, yeah, it's all right.
0: Well, I thought I was going to die in 1999 because that's when Nostradamus predicted the world would end. So as a teenager, I thought (laughs) Mm. I'm going to get to 32 and that'll be it. So every year after that has been a bonus. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I was absolutely convinced. So that's, but I now am more convinced. You know, one will just go. There's been loads of times when new planes with nuclear weapons on have just crashed, and the nuclear weapons been on fire, and they've gone. Yeah. Well, that oh, that might blow up now, might not
1: it? That ha- happened with the Enola Gay. Apparently, uh, when they were transporting the atomic bomb to Hiroshima, yeah. they were they, they thought they weren't going to clear the runway. Right. And they were so nervous because they are like, oh, God, if this atomic bomb goes off here, everyone's going to
0: know that we've got this weapon. (laughs) And
1: they were like trying to get off the runway going, oh, fuck, it's too heavy. And uh, then they did make it off the runway. They did.
0: Unlucky for the people of Hiroshima.
1: Very unlucky (laughs) for them. It wasn't a a good thing for them.
0: Um, So what else do I want? I'll talk about something from your life now. Are you excited? Uh, are you ever mistaken for Sarah Kendall, the area director of Network Rail's Wales route? That has happened on occasion. She spent eight years working on the Channel Tunnel. She's quite proud about that. And uh, she, but she's now excited to be working in Wales where there is no specific proper route there, I think. They're just, there. I think they just have to move the rails as they go, go along. I think that's what she means.
1: Wow, yeah. I did when I was much younger. Yeah. I got um, mistaken for um, Nicole Kidman when oh, I was yes. like 24. Yeah. And uh, a group of tourists came over and asked for a photograph. And uh, I said yes. <laughs> I, I went, yeah, okay. <laughs> And uh, I got in the photograph and yeah. I, was, I was more attractive back then. <laughs> and also, Nicole Kidman hadn't had all the facelifts and stuff, yeah. so we looked more alike. Yeah. As she's become more facelifted and glamorous, we don't look so much alike. Oh, still look alike. But about about 15 years ago, there was enough of a resemblance yeah. for a, I'd say, a myopic tourist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Japanese, Japanese people used to think I looked like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> 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 I, I found it quite racist. Did you say that? Yeah, I said, you know, I don't go, you all look like yeah. some famous Japanese person. <laughs> Kazuyo Ishiguro? Yeah, could have been him. You should have said that. <laughs> just said it really
1: snarkily and go, yeah, sure, and are you Kazuyo Ishiguro? <laughs> <laughs> and then just let that settle on their soul.
0: It's all right, because Japanese girls quite like Michael J. Fox. So you Did know, you get
1: heaps of pun? Got,
0: I got, went out with one Japanese girl. Did you? I thought I looked like Michael but J. Fox. But she thought she'd done it with Michael yeah, J. Fox. I got Michael J. Fox's... <laughs> <laughs> I got some of his That's and I pretended that, that was Michael J Fox and then we discussed back to the future I said yeah it doesn't quite make doesn't sense doesn't make any sense, <laughs> it <doesn't> make sense. <laughs>
1: The whole film falls apart under close examination. a lot of
0: Teen Wolf also is uh, Mm. ridiculous. Did
1: you ever see Teen Wolf 2 with Justin Bateman? No. Yeah, they did a sequel.
0: Jason Bateman or... Jason, Jason, sorry, Justin. The guy from Arrested Development. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, they did a Teen Wolf 2. Well, uh, Teen Wolf in a way was Teen Wolf 2 because they they did Teen Wolf with Michael Landon in the 1950s.
1: Did they? Hello. (laughs) Do you mean the guy from the... Little uh, the Prairie, Little House the, the on the Prairie. Yeah, who on the then prairie. Died, he
0: died of cancer. We've got to I've stop doing this. Every
1: time we're telling an anecdote, we are going straight back to terminal illness and atomic bombs. This is what we do when we're not in front of people. <laughs> we do. We've, uh, now We've
0: got quite a sick sense of humour between each other and we're really trying to... I'm we're trying, I
1: know, it and we're hitting these brick walls because we're going... Anyway, uh, another question. Because it could... Yeah.
0: Um... <laughs> I just don't
1: want everyone to hate us.
0: <laughs> they don't. They, they quite like you. Not as much as they like if Sarah Kendall from the... Uh, from Beehive. From area director of Network Rail. I wonder if she's ever been mistaken for you. Probably. Yeah.
1: I'd imagine so. Yeah. What does she look like? You've Googled image? Didn't,
0: didn't I'm not a pervert.
1: I'm not <laughs> suggesting you brought up the image and <laughs> masturbated over it.
0: Oh, it's,
1: oh, this is being filmed. I just did the worst wank motion my husband pointed out that whenever I do like a a wanker he's like you do the worst wank motion I'm going what a wanker he's like he's trying to send
0: out a subliminal message you You know you really need to work on that ixnay on (laughs) that
1: yeah that's the face I pull when we do it yeah I go
0: I know I don't the hand job I think I discussed this last week as well but the hand job is the worst of the jobs why this, you can do it yourself like as yeah. an adult I think if you're like 16 yeah. getting a job is quite an exciting moment from someone else yeah. but as an adult it's just like oh come on you'd rather have it well there's loads more stuff we could be there doing and you know, yeah. I could do this better myself I can really do this well
1: that's an interesting point I never thought of that yeah. I, oh, I'm so affra- I, don't want, I don't know how to weigh in on this topic yeah. with a husband but um, <laughs> yeah. I, but I sensed that I kind yeah. of already knew that I had already intuited that yeah <laughs> That the hand job is not what yeah, it might have not. been no. as a
0: 16-year-old. No, I mean, just anything was amazing when you were 16. Yeah. Just the idea that someone might be thinking about your penis was enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think 16-year-old girls do think about it. No. I don't think they go, oh, penis. <laughs> That's the last part. And then when you do get confronted, you're like, ah! What? <laughs> That's attached to this? It's, it's so confronting.
0: Yeah. I remember the first penis I touched. Do you? Yeah. I'm glad. (laughs) I mean, I hope this is going to be an okay story. (laughs) I was six years old.
1: (laughs) It's because I keep looking. I'm getting this. (laughs) You've put talking cock right there. And my eye keeps going to it. And I'm suddenly going, I once touched a penis when I was... (laughs) But yeah, it was. I was shocked. Were I you? was quite. Do it. Yeah, I was yeah. a good...
0: It is a shocking thing. <laughs> it's shocking. Were I'm you gonna, shocked I'm by gonna the first I'm going to show you mine backstage, and then you'll, then you'll be surprised. I'll be amazed, <laughs>
1: stunned and amazed. <laughs> Do you remember the first vagina you touched?
0: Uh, I guess it was my mum's. As I came yeah, out. Yeah, no, as it. you came out. Just asking. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a memorable too, yeah, thing. Yeah, it is quite memorable. Were you, um... Were you a bit... Oh. It's pretty... Con- it's pretty I was 28 years old at the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I suppose I shouldn't have been in a pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> um... I- <laughs> It's good, though. I mean, jokes like that lighten the mood. It's good. It's good if, you, if you can pop one of those in, it
0: does help. It gets a laugh. It does. Good. Yeah. As nice as they once were, uh, I, I, I think kettle crisps are not as nice as they were.
1: Really? Yeah. I actually had some yesterday for okay. the first time in ages. Yeah. And I thought, these are fucking nice. I should okay. eat these more often. Like, it had been a long time since I'd had them, and I thought...
0: I disagree. I think they've gone downhill. Why? But have I changed or have they? Don't answer. That's a, re- that's a rhetorical emergency question. I have question. noticed the
1: skin is on the outside of the, the chip and they never used to it. Like, they've skimmed on the skinning process. Yeah. Now I you can they, see a little more brown like, outline.
0: They're more like Pringles now. They're not, they don't feel like properly cut crisps. Don't, anyway, we're not talking about that. If... <laughs> And they're not as tangy. They're not as The salt and vinegar isn't as strong as it once was.
1: Yeah, well, maybe they've had to temper that to reach a broader
0: market. Well, I don't like it. I like them in the, they, yeah, the but highest sophistication. Yeah, not everyone has your taste, which it's like the internet thing. But that's why I'm complaining about it on the internet. Uh, <laughs> if you could travel back in time to compare any food of today with an equivalent in the past, A, what time would you go to? And B, what would the food be? <laughs> <laughs> oh... I'd, um,
1: I'd take sushi. Oh, yeah. I'd take sushi back to my grandfather. Yeah. Because he was a fisherman. Right. Yeah, he was. Okay. Not even trying to make you laugh.
0: <laughs> the
1: one who got to live. Yeah, okay.
0: The, <laughs> think if anyone was going to die in a boat, that would be... You'd think. He would be the fisherman. <laughs> That's not
1: how it turned out, Richard. <laughs> Life is rich with irony. <laughs> So the submariner died during World War II and then my grandmother remarried. Yeah. And she married a fisherman. Okay. And... uh,
0: Insensitive. She
1: she was... She was a very shallow woman. (laughs) My grandmother was a horrible woman, Richard. (laughs) And she remarried almost instantly. (laughs) Yeah. She'd uh, she'd read the letter and she went out and married a fisherman. And I remember um, back in the 80s... Uh, when he would talk about the Japanese, he really didn't like the Japanese because of the World War II
0: thing. And because he was Australian, just racist. Australians are just generally (laughs) racist. It's true, (laughs) It's totally true. Don't want to be racist to Australians, but they are all racist.
1: It's true. And they don't laugh when you say that. No. No, they get really defensive, you know. Uh, And I would... uh, And I remember in the 80s when he'd see Japanese people eating sushi and it really upset him on all these different levels, like on a culinary level, he'd be like, you meant to cook the fish. <laughs> <laughs> he also felt that it was some form of barbarism. Like, yeah. you know, it showed how mean they were or something, that it the cook, <laughs> it, like, it's raw. I don't know why, but for yeah. him, the, the, all these things just added up. Um, and I think I would try to introduce him to like a sashimi platter yeah. And go see. It's nice, isn't it? And maybe you could be a little you, more.
0: I didn't say you could take your granddad back with you. And probably is he alive? No, still? I, no,
1: no. I mean, you'd meet go him. To him. I would go oh, okay. to him back in. Oh, like, all right,
0: that's all right. Maybe like
1: 1960. Yeah. Uh, on his fishing trawler, and yeah. present him with a sashimi platter, and, and then
0: how would you explain <laughs> what had happened? <laughs> how would how I explain, would you explain myself? Your presence to well, this whole
1: meeting would yeah. make me impossible. I probably <laughs> wouldn't. I wouldn't be, have been born.
0: Well, maybe you'd only be born if you go back and do this.
1: Maybe as I present the platter, my <laughs> hand will start to disappear, like my... And the platter will fall down, and I'll be like, uh, 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 uh. What would you take?
0: What would uh, be your food? Uh, you, I would take uh, Kettle Crisps back to, to 2005. And, five and see, I would taste a Kettle Crisps from now, and yeah. a Kettle Crisps from then, and yeah. then I would go, see? To yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd yeah. go, oh! Oh, they are the same. So what happened it was to me that crisps? changed. So My you're, you're the, the one who went... Yeah, I thought the changed, but they changed, but they haven't changed. They're the same. I'll either be either the same or i go, see? This is or I could just ring up Kettle and say, have you changed yeah. the, the, the... Have you changed I the I wrote recipe? about it in the Metro, and I thought Kettle Crisps would be furious and get in touch with me and yeah. send me some free Kettle Crisps. That's what, yeah. us, <laughs> that's what usually happens. Yeah. If you write about stuff... I wrote about Mr. Kipling Cakes, and they sent loads of free Mr. Kipling Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, yeah, I thought, I'll up the game, I'll write yeah. about... I know, something Kettle I Chris. really like. Crisp. <laughs> yeah. I was critical. I yeah. thought they would get in touch to say, well, hey, come on. You wrote
1: an article about that. I wrote that.
0: like 70 words about it. How
1: did you get 70 <laughs> words out of that? Did people, did people go, I love that thing you wrote about?
0: <laughs> no, no one mentioned it. <laughs> it's, well, because the, recently with the Metro, which is very popular, probably a lot of people who are here are here because of my Metro colour. <laughs> so you can hear them. Like, they're, they're here, they've they've just thought, they've thought that about... New? one of the ones and just started chuckling there as they thought about it. Like the Kettle
1: Chip article, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, they make me... They. I used to just write 600 words and then they said, could you now write an extra little 70 words to put in a box?
1: Oh, like week. a thought for the day. Yeah. Oh.
0: The hard, it's really annoying. It's really yeah. difficult.
1: A th- 70 were wo- each day?
0: It, no, once a week. And it was like a Richard Herring thought bubble thing. <laughs> it's sort it's of That sounds awful. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> still... What kind of prick came up with that still, idea? Still...
0: <laughs> I you make, sit
1: on the bed and you count the <laughs> fucking money.
0: You, you would not believe how much they pay money. me to write that metro article. You genuinely would not believe it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe I'd been doing it for three years. <laughs> What's, you're still doing it. Do you it? think like,
1: stuff like that sells tickets, eventually?
0: Uh, maybe.
1: I don't know the point of anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like there's so much happening. There is like a glut of just fucking noise. And I don't know how, I don't know how anybody likes anything. But how do you find something you go, I really, oh, you know, like, because you just constantly, there's like this bombardment thing. It is quite overwhelming.
0: I think it is. There's a lot of people doing a lot of the things now. and like In in everything. So like 20, even 20 years ago when we started, when we say, talk talk about Edinburgh, when I first went to Edinburgh, there might be 50 comedians doing shows. So if you, if you did a show, there was a good chance you get reviewed and (laughs) if it was good, someone might go, oh, come and do something with that. But now if there's eight, Seven 700 acts or something yeah so it's you crazy could, and you won one of the t- best uh, eight of them that's right
1: yeah. I was uh, which is uh, pretty amazing <laughs> it is if you think about those numbers Richard it means my show was phenomenal it is are you doing <laughs> are you doing your show again in somewhere that I can come and see it yeah yeah I'm going to be doing it at the Soho Theatre in February cool yeah and uh, that'll be f- I don't know what else to say I'll be doing it in... I'm going to make eye contact with the audience. I'm going to be doing it in February at the Soho Theatre. You should come along. It's really sad. I think I'm mean, sick of fucking like <laughs> stand up it all wears a bit thin doesn't it
0: I think you go through a period where you feel like that mm. at about the 15 year mark yeah and then you get over that and sort of start enjoying it again really I think, what so. what I think I think I went through a big period. It was, it's really difficult it's a really competitive thing like you were saying backstage people going oh I didn't get nominated and getting furious about it you yeah know? people get fucking and angry
1: about it because they go I was on the, I was on the long list yeah. and then I can't you know and they get you know
0: and you c- I don't think you go to Edward." would really expect that but it still, it's still is it's always there and it's annoying and i was even annoyed about it after 2000 when i wasn't even eligible mm. i would still be annoyed that i didn't get nominated because it's annoying that there's a prize and you know i hated the prize yeah but i think you so you go through a period where it's it gets i think you just go through different periods where it gets difficult but i think you also sort of realize i mean if you, if you go if things are going okay and you can still work that's true then it's kind of all right and then and then I think with you know I think I did my, all my 12 shows this summer and I didn't go to Edinburgh and I guess like last year in Edinburgh I was thinking oh you know I've worked so hard and you know, I'm not getting that many people to see the show and is it worth carrying on mm. and and so you get to that point and then you sort of think well actually yeah you know and then I've, you start doing shows and think oh well you know. Couple hundred people have come and seen that show. Actually, if you think of it that way, if you think of it that way rather than that way, yeah. if you start thinking rather than, oh, to, someone got 100,000 people come to see him and I got 200, <laughs> it doesn't look so good. But is if it, you think, uh, yeah. you know, someone will tweet, you go, well, I don't, you know, I want you, I, you try working in a warehouse at four o'clock in the morning as if that my job is like really easy. Yeah. And you kind of go, yeah, I, I wouldn't like to do that, but come and try yeah. standing on stage and see how many people buy a ticket for you first of all, <laughs> and, then, and then try and entertain them for an hour. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's, an impressive thing to yeah to to do it i think so i think i've, I've got I'm, I'm enjoying it again but well, i didn't go to edinburgh so that might be the reason
1: i think that's exactly <laughs> it. i mean we were talking about this backstage but uh, edinburgh is possibly the, the the darkest that i feel emotionally it, it, it's just it's such a a pressure cooker and there's so much you know you, you you know the 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 you know you worry about numbers and you worry about reviews and and it's really... The only time of the day that, that you feel any level of calm is the hour of the day when you're doing the show because that's the job. That's the work. Yeah. Everything else, the other 23 hours, is just the anxiety. And this year, I really... I mean, I had a really good Edinburgh this year and I was more strung out than I've ever to the point where I couldn't even enjoy the success because I was so worn down emotionally by all the, the worry and the concern and you know i've had edinburgh's that haven't gone well and those take their toll on you emotionally like that's something that there was i read this year that there's, there's a support group for for comedians in edinburgh because it's such a problem with comedians falling apart and getting depression and you know, they actually have like you know you can you can go and see someone and you can talk about how you're feeling because <laughs> you're getting on stage every night going ah, ha, ha, hello everyone here's my show and it can it can start to sort of fuck with you a little bit.
0: No, definitely. I mean, well it, it does because and also the more competition there is, the more difficult it is and the, and then you're vying against other people. You can't help comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. You can't you worrying about the money. Yeah. Uh, you're worrying about your career. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's a difficult. I'm not surprised. I'm sort of surprised that everyone gets through it. You yeah. <laughs> know, I sort of am surprised there aren't five or six people a year who just go, oh, yeah, they didn't they didn't make it back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there are, there are sort of, uh, like, f- stories that I have heard of people who have just abandoned the run because mm. they're having such a bad time that they've just gone, oh, fuck this. And they've just, you know, just left, you yeah. know, and just kind of cut their losses. Yeah, you know, and that's, I mean, that's a, that, that's a pretty devastating thing to go through. It's such a huge... Like when people arrive in Edinburgh and the Edinburgh guide is like that big and they're going, who am I going to go and see? I'll see that person on telly. Yeah. You know, it just, it it does make it, you know, especially for younger people coming through to get their head above the rest of the group. It's really, it's, it's tough.
0: It is, but then maybe it's good in the way that um, Edinburgh will be coming back, going and getting better at what you're doing. rather. Yes, absolutely. So as long as, but if people see it like that, but I don't think people see it like that. Yeah. So I think people still go thinking, oh, you know, this, could, <laughs> this is the year, and I'll be discovered. We had Louisa Armelan on the other week who that kind of happened to. You know, yeah. she went to Edinburgh and got discovered in Edinburgh more yeah. or less, which hard, but it hardly ever happens. Yeah. Uh, so it's I think if you can go there, going, I'll become a better comedian, and I'll see this as a twenty-year yeah. progression rather than what's going to happen in the next three years. But it's very difficult to do that. I'm sure I didn't think that when I started, but was, now was I'm forced Was she depressing
1: to. at all? Did she talk about atomic bombs and <laughs> cancer? <laughs> no, and she, was very, in, she was very, she was upbeat. Fun. Should be upbeat. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Yeah, everyone had a good
0: time. To be fair, I've talked about cancer and atomic bombs. You did bring it up. I I went with it happily.
1: (laughs) I happily joined in. You're from Australia. I am from Australia. (laughs) I can almost hear the edit points. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear the join in the in the digital film. What's that like? It's hot. Yeah. It's fucking hot. Yeah. It's really a lot of space. Yeah. Um, we've got um, we've got marsupials that you don't have here. Yeah. I've uh, got um, Paul Hogan. He's <laughs> he's Australian. Um, <clears throat> Dame Edna. She's yeah. Australian. Yeah. A lot of Australians who have done very well internationally. Uh, they have. Yeah. A Hugh lot of Jackman. He's uh, Australian.
0: Jim uh, from Ro- John Robinson from Neighbours. Jim Jim Morrison. Jim he Robinson. was Australian. <laughs> Jim
1: Morrison's Australian.
0: Yeah.
1: From the Doors. Yeah. He those. was Australian.
0: Twenty-eight years old he was. He was
1: when he died. <laughs> when he died.
0: Yeah. Or twenty-seven, maybe.
1: I I like writing about growing up in Australia though. Yeah. I, for me, that's and my la- the shows that I do know about being a teenager in Australia, and I love that kind of because there is that sort of you know sunshine teenagers, happy go lucky shit. But it was a very there was a very dark underbelly to it. Like there is that sort of because um, it was this this beach culture that I grew up in. And there was just a huge amount of drug abuse, <laughs> uh, and you know, and it, it, the sort of place where you know if, if you didn't fit in, you really didn't fit in. And it's great to write about that. You know, outsiders are so much more interesting in that kind of yeah. that kind of setting. So I, I find myself kind of writing more and more about Australia, kind of around the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Because I do think that, you know, from what I gather, Neighbours and Home and Away was pretty much the the way in for most audience members in that time, yep. So I really, you know, for me, that's a really, uh, it's a, it's good to write about it, and also I think people do have that expectation that it's going to be like, oh, oh get a mate, how you down, <laughs> and you go, no, actually, these terrible things were also happening. So, so you
0: came from a place called Newcastle. Newcastle. a mining. It community. is. It's a
1: shithole. Right. And we named it after your shithole here, <laughs> which is how they named the places in Australia. <laughs> yeah. They had a list of shitholes, <laughs> and if they arrived somewhere and went, this is a shithole. <laughs> then they'd refer to the list. We'll call it Newcastle.
0: Newcastle's got very nice, that one. Is it nice yeah, now? Yeah, ours, ours is very nice now. Well, so
1: is ours. It's all gentrified. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: really gentrified in Newcastle. You're yeah, all
1: right, It's not a competition. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. It really is. is. Surely it is between two mine places. Mine the
1: same. Mine's got Surf Fest. It's got a surfing competition. It mm. produces the best surfers in the world. What does Newcastle, England produce?
0: Um... What is it? Ant and Deck?
1: No, you cannot get answers from them. Because <laughs> they're on your side and they're going to try to help you out.
0: They got, it's got um, a, it's like an opera house thing. It's got some art in it. It's got a bridge that goes like that. I've seen the bridge. Yeah, it, it looks a that.
1: bit like the, the
0: harbour bridge it does gee it's got a little opera house a bit like the Sydney Opera House yeah it's nice there now yeah yeah it's, it's nice
1: ours had a huge heroin problem back in the 80s because all yeah. the mines all the mines were shutting down like it happened to yeah it,
0: yours it is do you not think you should have called it New Newcastle
1: I think it would have been confusing for people yeah. to call it New Newcastle you should have called yours Castle
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll look into that uh, if you had to choose between going on a date, mm-hmm. imagine your uh, your husband, Henry, has died. <laughs> or just left. Would you would you prefer it... If he died or if he left did, which me. Which would you prefer? Would you prefer him to die or to leave you for someone else? Which would you prefer? i prefer he died. OK, good. <laughs> so he's died, very sadly. you are taking a couple of years to get over it, and you're back dating again. Not like my grandmother. She moved <laughs> on instantly. <laughs> uh, and you you have a choice between dating a six-foot-tall penis... Yep. It's a man, but he's just a penis. He's just a penis. (laughs) He's got a face and a penis. Inside the helmet. Yeah, in the helmet, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or a man who, instead of a penis, has a tiny man. (laughs) Which of those two would you prefer to test?
1: No, hang on. There's a penis... One's he's a, a penis. a gigantic
0: penis. He's six foot tall, but he's just a penis. He just hasn't got balls. He just slithers around um, like a slug. Leaves a trail of yeah. semen. <laughs> yeah. No, because the semen would come out the other end. So just, not if it's he's just, hemorrhaging at the base.
1: Tam- he's constantly hemorrhaging semen, semen at the base. I semen has to come from
0: somewhere. Yeah. Well,
1: it does. <laughs> yeah. Man's not a camel.
0: <laughs> he might wear, like, a false suit of shoulders on it to make it look like he was... <laughs>
1: Shoulder pants! <laughs> shoulder pads and a a caftan because the caftan (laughs) would cover like nine eight... But then
0: the man who's got a tiny man is just the tiny man standing... Hang on, a
1: man who's got a man? He hasn't
0: got a penis, it's a tiny man there. It's him? No, it's another man. (laughs) (laughs) Another man with a distinct personality but who crucially doesn't need to breathe through his mouth because he is still connected to the blood supply like a baby. of the larger man. Yeah. So he
1: gets the nutrients yeah. that the larger he man does. So through we, the umbilical cord. So
0: if you're worried about, if you were having sex with him, that he would suffocate, don't worry. He'll be fine.
1: <laughs> that would be my first concern. Yeah, okay, yeah. If I was having sex with a miniature man, I'd think, oh, what if he suffocates? I'm glad that
0: you're a kind person. I knew you would. What,
1: a, what does the... It... <laughs> Does the little man talk?
0: Yeah. He's, he's a man. So he has because thoughts he and feelings.
1: and a, yeah, He's got yeah, a he's brain. A, he's a sentient he being. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what is this? He's like
0: a vegetable oh, hang tiny, on. Is tiny he, penis.
1: Is he attached at the feet or the head? He's <laughs>
0: attached.
1: Like, is, is he t- two feet coming out to a head? Or is he the head that t- come out to two feet? Of course,
0: his feet are attached. to his the. His feet yeah, are attached. Yeah. That this. would be cruel. LAUGHTER <laughs> The feeder attached was... I be quite nice. I suppose if it was the other way round and you're having sex and you're we like, he was in a little bed and the sheets were being pulled up and down. <laughs> it.
1: would <It'd> be just <laughs> like that. Yeah. You could hold uh, on like that. To my vagina. <laughs> yes. But that's, that doesn't make sense because you're suggesting that his feet have the sensitivity of the head of an erect penis. Well, they
0: would do it in your version. That's what I'm saying. I've never thought, I've never thought of him that so way. So his entire me, body
1: has the sensitivity of a
0: penis. Well, for me, he, he's the other way around and his head is the head of the penis.
1: Right, but that is like, that would be the sensitivity. I think that would probably
0: be the most... If, or he's just a man and he, he's not sensitive at all.
1: Yeah, okay. But he functions in the same way a penis does. Yeah. Right. Well... I would probably... <laughs> do I have to have sex with the six foot no, tall it's a date whether you're on a it just date you are just, out, I'm just the, going out yeah
0: you' going out and then you'll see and if it goes well we'll see if things,
1: if things go well <laughs> yeah. does he also have a penis
0: the penis doesn't have a penis he is he's a penis he's just a penis yeah. so he, I mean, doesn't he doesn't have need a penis. a penis he is a penis Oh, I mean he's, he's a big penis You'd have to find different ways See, to satisfy you go him See, now you're going
1: down this weird road of, but you'd like to have sex with that, a six foot tall penis.
0: You wouldn't be able to have sex with the. No, it wouldn't, no. I, th- I would
1: probably go out with the man with the penis attached to. No, the man penis. Yeah, everyone
0: chooses him. I, I feel sorry everyone for Everyone chooses him. Yeah, I feel sorry for the big penis man. You'd have to give him, you'd have to give him like an arm joke, be like that. That would be the only way you'd be, be able to satisfy him.
1: To, yeah. And we've already established that hand jobs yeah. are a bit. Ugh. Yeah, but for so him, they're the best he's be going like, to get. That's an arm
0: job. Unless you could stick, stick something down the blowhole. But Some guys fair. like that. That would be really painful Right, Guy, painful. I'm look into the front row here. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. Some guys that's like that. It's such a,
1: little... a great moment to do it. Am I right? <laughs> Some people like having things shoved down the eye of their penis. Am I right? Am I right, guys?
0: I don't know why we've ended up talking about penises we've so much. We always end up in a place know, that we know, shouldn't end up. I don't know why the... that has happened. There were so much other things to talk to you about. Um, uh, do go and see uh, Sarah's shows. At, Is that uh, it? I
1: don't think I've done
0: very well. I think you've done it. You've got red hair. I, uh, so... I met a guy backstage that's... who had
1: red hair, and we did yeah. the whole we must be brothers yeah. thing. Brothers and sisters. <laughs>
0: Siblings. You did a funny routine about, about guys who going. I've got a thing for redheads that's why I wrote it I didn't write that down to remind myself Oh is that for me to wedge in
1: some material No I, just,
0: I was just watching your go and watch shirts uh, there on YouTube it's very funny stuff and that's the funny bit where you go it's oh, like a yeah. fetish
1: That's an old joke I, yeah. it's a good joke
0: It is a good joke Yeah That's why I've just, but I wrote down yeah. red hair as I was doing that yeah. but that lo- makes it look like you know I'll do it now Let's t- Okay do it now to, right. Yeah. Okay <clears throat> <laughs> I reckon it's definitely going to work well <laughs>
1: It's going can surprise you though. Okay. Um, the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the weird thing... Oh, now it sounds like such a bad piece of... The weird thing about uh, being a redhead is that... Um, I don't remember how it goes. How does it go? You do it, do my um, turn. okay. I don't yeah. do that!
0: That's my impression of you. That's It's my impression of you doing your impression of Nicole Kidman. I'll do can, it for them. Okay. It's really funny. You yeah. didn't say, so, oh, I've just sat on my water bottle, but it's okay. There's nothing in it. Oh. Um, it's like a fetish. I can't remember. It It's very funny. Look it up on YouTube. I'll tell you what, we'll cut the bit from YouTube into this now <laughs> to make it look like you did it yeah. literally here. And then you can uh, cut no, back we'll, to everyone laughing. The, yeah, <laughs> we'll, cut, we'll cut to the audience on the YouTube clip laughing. Yeah. And then we might use that audience for, the, <laughs> for all of this. <laughs> Can you please have some
1: really <laughs> jumpy edit points where we've we've talked about something that everyone's gone, oh, that's a bit sad. And then, like, just cut to laughter, like, just really big laughter. I think
0: it's been a very funny podcast. I've Has enjoyed, it? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Have it's you? Been You've been really I don't good. I You've been really good. I'm not going to ask them just in case they disagree. Don't. Uh, so I <laughs> if I go, right, everyone will go, no. Am I right? That guy, and that guy goes, I know. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: I feel like I trash talk Beehive too much. Now I'm going back. <laughs> I I'm did
0: that. Too, you did? I true. did that. No, you're fine. You were, it was good. Beehive was good. It's not coming back, Sarah. Don't worry. You can trash no. it. You can trash as much as it's you want. It's very
1: hard. It's very hard to oh. to because to, you know everyone. That's the thing. If you do, and like. If you do a show that doesn't work well, everybody who's worked on it has worked really hard. Yeah, so then when you come in and go, oh yeah, that was a bit of a fuck up, it's really disrespectful. I like, it's not you, it's me, but like to the people who you know really were working hard on it. So I feel like I was a bit mm. of a dick because I. You
0: were fine, and they don't care. They've moved. No one on. gives they, a fuck. They've moved on to other stuff.
1: <laughs> I know. But do you know? Do you ever feel that when you sort yeah. of go, well, actually, everyone involved in that did care and worked hard, and everyone was getting up early and stuff, and it didn't work out? But I don't know. I always think uh, actors who trash talk bad movies. I think fuck off <laughs> do you know what I, like, you I do, yeah. so many people were involved in that from the script writer onwards like for you to go oh yeah that was fucked just because it didn't shower you with glory
0: <laughs> here we go I'm a fucking laugh a minute <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately we uh, have to wrap up <laughs> you had a chance to do a joke at the end and you ruined it my, <laughs> I know I'll do a Nicole Kidman face okay, right. do you know, that, that'll rescue it do you, do uh, you that'll Nicole rescue everything
1: <laughs> alright I think the fact that I've had okay. to tell them it's Nicole Kidman okay. before your I do the impression. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> I, I, I'll turn around first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. That was a spontaneous okay, well, round of applause. Fantastic, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Kendall. <laughs> no, thank you
0: very much. There you go. They love you. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Sarah Kendall. Their music is by Pest. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. Thank you to everyone at Go Faster Stripe. Even George he is not very competent and was even talking backstage as we started recording these credits. My producer is Dave Criff. This is a Go Faster Stripe fuzz and Sky Potato production. I hope you like it thanks for listening. Uh, if you have enjoyed this, then do come and see me on tour. Happy now. Uh, go to richterring.com slash gigs or richterring.com slash happy underscore now. And you can see all of those dates. Uh, I'll be touring all over the UK in from February uh, right through to May, I think maybe June, 2016. Uh, and you can come and see these shows. Come to the Leicester Square Theatre website and you can buy tickets for the shows that are running right through into the autumn next year as well we're doing some in june and july then some in september october and november 2016 so book ahead if you want to see these especially if you want to get near the front thanks for listening it has been quite good fun goodbye